2: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. My name is Mike Archer, and as of a few days ago, I've been fire-watching for my tower in the Wyoming woods. What I thought would be an easy five months to myself to help me
1: focus on my writing has actually turned into something completely different. I've heard some strange things in the woods and over my radio, including creepy whispers and classical music.
3: Are you sure you weren't dreaming?
1: That's Amber. She's in Tower 3. I'm in Tower 4. She relays all my information to the ranger station since I'm too far out. She's a nice person, but she doesn't
2: believe the things that I've heard. I wasn't dreaming, Amber.
0: Well, I didn't hear anything last night
3: like a
2: toddler after a sugar crash. Something strange is happening out here.
3: Like what?
2: I don't know. Tower 4 is
4: a new series by Seven Lamb Productions. This thriller follows a new fire watcher as he tries to uncover the mysteries of the Wyoming woods. But are there actually strange occurrences, or is he starting to go stir-crazy? Visit sevenlamb.com or search for Tower 4 wherever
0: you listen to podcasts. Seven Lamb Productions presents to you, End of All Hope, Season 4, Episode 12, The Secret.
3: This is your place? Yes. Told you it wasn't far from the river.
4: Sorry. What's your name again?
3: Brielle. But you can call me Bree.
4: Okay, Bree. You said you were with your mother, right? Is she here?
1: No, not yet. I could tell Mark was suspicious of the young girl, but we followed her into the cave regardless. It wasn't very deep, but it provided enough cover from the rain, which was slowly dying down. Oh, Good. The
3: fire didn't get to my other stuff. I put it deeper into the cave just in case.
4: Uh, where did you say your mother was?
3: She's, uh, out looking for our dog. Ziggs ran off and Mom was worried.
1: She's out looking for your dog?
4: That's dangerous to do, especially in a fire.
3: Yeah, but I asked her to. She, uh, told me to wait by the river, so I did.
1: I was wondering if her mother was okay, but decided not to bring it up right now.
3: Look, all my stuff is fine. I have food if you want something. A lot of granola bars. Mark?
4: I just want to go through our supplies and leave.
1: We don't want to bother you. You're not... really. Then I'll take one. Okay. She seemed happy to provide. How could she be so trusting? Have her and her mother not had any run-ins with bad people? Bree, how long have you and your mother been here?
3: A while. Me and Mom were in a military zone for a while, but... Then they left.
4: Seems to be a theme. Huh? The military leaving.
3: Yeah, well, they left. So all the people left. We took some supplies and took a different way.
1: Bree handed me a bar and smiled. A different way? A
3: lot of people started to head back to Phoenix. Back
1: to their homes. Are you from Phoenix?
3: No, we're from Prescott Valley.
1: Where's that? North of Phoenix. Far from here?
3: Kinda. We went back for zigs and planned on staying in our house. Mom even started to board up some windows. But then, the ship appeared, and so did those big alligator creatures. We had to leave. People were dying and turning into those zombies.
4: So the military dragged you out of your home and brought you to a zone near Phoenix?
3: Well, like halfway. They took people from all the small towns. They built a camp in Mayer, too. I saw it as we rode by on the bus.
4: How big was that zone?
3: The one we stayed in? Big. They had hundreds of tents.
1: Bigger than ours, Mark. But why would they leave?
4: That guy Sawyer said they pushed into the city.
1: Yeah, some people were saying that. They said that the
3: military was pushing into Phoenix. Some said they were abandoning any zone that was near the city,
1: but no one really knew for sure. We met some survivors yesterday. They were leaving a zone not far from Phoenix. I heard there were a lot of them. Mark dumped the contents of the sole backpack he was able to recover. He then spread everything on the dirt floor. Sorry I wasn't able to grab anything, Mark.
4: It's fine, Ava. I got lucky this landed right next to me. It was tied to the other packs, but the damn rope snagged on a rock and snapped. Otherwise, I could have saved most of our stuff.
3: Are you going to search for your horse?
4: We wouldn't know where to start.
3: That's what
1: Mom said about Ziggs. But yet, she went out anyway. I slowly unwrapped my granola bar as I took a seat next to Mark. He held up a flashlight. Well?
4: Still works. Teddy had some good stuff.
1: Where are you from? Well, we're from San Diego, but we were in New York for an environmental conference when this all began. We're trying to get home. Oh,
3: how did you get here?
4: It wasn't easy.
1: We've been on the road a long time. The girl walked over and sat on a rock near me and Mark. Um, what's
3: it like out there?
1: What's it like? Don't you know?
3: I've only been in this zone, my town, and here.
1: It's not much better anywhere else.
3: Then why try to get
1: home? For the same reason you went home. For a pet? For a... loved one. Oh. Bree dropped the conversation and picked up a rock in front of her. She used the rock to dig in the dirt, making swirling designs. Bree, how long have you and your mom been out here? Like three weeks.
4: You know, your mom shouldn't have run off. I'm sure you love your dog and all, but we nearly lost our lives trying to make it through these woods.
1: It's true. If it wasn't for the river, we may not have made it.
3: That's why I went to the river.
1: I couldn't stay here. Not with the smoke.
4: Okay, Ava. We have some shirts, a flashlight, two handguns, one box of ammunition, a compass, some trail mix, two bottles of water, a hunting knife, rope, beef jerky, two cans of vegetables, a belt, socks, first aid kit. Gauze and several protein bars. That's it.
1: More than I thought. It could be worse. I need to change my shirt. The whole left side was torn and bloodied.
4: Here.
3: Wait, I have clothes. I can give you a shirt. It may be a little small,
1: though. That's okay, Bree.
3: No, really, it's fine. I have a lot.
1: Bree went to the back of the cave and dug through a large duffel bag.
3: I have plenty. Me and Mom took a lot of stuff from the house before we left. What made you settle Here. It was far enough away from everything.
4: Have you happened to run across any other people?
3: Not since we got here. It's been... lonely.
4: I don't know. That might be for the best. Can't trust people right now.
1: Not all people.
3: That's what Mom said. Here, try this. Thank you.
4: What about creatures? Have you seen any out here?
3: No, I haven't seen any. But I've heard things. Creatures? Yeah, and the ships. And a couple nights ago I heard something else
1: something else? like what?
3: I think it was a creature but it sounded big like a dinosaur
4: like a monster?
1: yeah I quickly changed out of my shirt and put on the nice new dry one it was black with a flower imprint along the side it was definitely tight but not as bad as I thought it would be thank you Bri
3: you're welcome I really don't need it all in fact if you need more you can take some
1: why was this girl being so friendly? Me and Mark locked eyes. I could tell he was equally confused. Really, I don't mind. <laughs> I, I don't want to take all your clothes.
3: That's not mine. That's my mom's shirt. Oh, will she mind? No, I told you. We have a lot of stuff.
4: I think we're okay. Honestly, Ava, we should keep moving. We have plenty of light.
3: And your leg? You were limping again.
4: We'll rest later.
3: You can rest here, if you want. I was going to go fishing soon, now that the fire died out. You know, for dinner.
4: Appreciate it, but we need to keep moving. We keep heading west. Maybe we'll get lucky and run into Blue again.
3: Blue is your horse? Yeah. But it's still raining.
1: (sighs) Mark's right. Although I wondered if that was really Mark's thought process. Or if he was just trying to appease me again.
4: Thank you for letting us rest here.
1: Yeah. Mark threw the backpack over his shoulder and peered out at the rain. You sure, Mark? Your leg... I'm
4: fine. We can get another six hours in if we start now.
1: Okay. Bree, you're going to be fine, right? Your mother will be back soon? That's
3: what she said! Okay. Hey, uh, do you think California is safer?
1: We don't know. Oh. It's just... where we have to go. I didn't feel right about leaving the young girl here alone, but maybe that's why Mark was ready to leave... We couldn't help everyone. He was right about that. I smiled at the girl, then followed Mark into the still smoking brush.
4: You feel bad about leaving her, don't you? Yeah. We have to worry about us, Ava.
1: I know, Mark. I assume that's why you were so adamant about leaving.
4: We have to keep going. Otherwise, it was pointless to try and beat the fire.
1: We don't have horses now, though.
4: The horses help shave time off, for sure. It won't be easy on this last stretch, but we're almost to California.
1: I'm not negating anything you say, Mark. I agree. It wasn't just the girl. It was your leg. Remember our talk?
4: I'm fine, though. If it starts to hurt... We'll rest. Okay.
1: I stopped walking. For some reason, the guilt was building up in me. Maybe it was the recent dream I had or the fact that I was still watching him limp again. I knew Mark still had feelings for me, but I didn't want to push him to the edge. I could see he was in pain. What is it, Eva? We shouldn't have tried to beat the fire. Why? For the same reason we shouldn't have split up to get the generator. What are you saying? I know why I want to get to California, but I also know why you want to.
4: Yeah. For you.
1: Yeah. And that makes me feel guilty. Why? You know why, Mark. For the same reason it was hard for us to talk about the action rally.
4: We're friends, Ava. We'll always be friends. Friends help each other.
1: I didn't know what else to say.
4: Now, come on. Let's keep going.
1: Around seven, we finally hit the interstate. We decided to camp out under the overpass. The small intersecting two-lane road had several empty cars, which we scoured for supplies. As the sun went down, we ate dinner, which consisted of beef jerky and some newly discovered packets of applesauce.
4: We need another backpack if we're going to carry all this new stuff.
1: Let's search tomorrow. I'm tired.
4: Okay, I'll take first watch.
1: I sprawled out on the dirt at the top of the incline. We weren't exactly hidden up here, but at night it would be hard to notice us. I had found a travel pillow in one of the cars which excited me I nestled into it closed my eyes in a matter of seconds I was out
4: Ava awoke to the sound of the coyotes, which were much closer now. Uh, Mark? Yeah.
1: Was I not asleep that long?
4: You were. I was letting you sleep longer. Why? I'm not tired.
1: You need to get some sleep.
4: Really, Ava? I'm I'm fine. She scooted closer to me, resting her head on the concrete wall.
1: Has it been quiet?
4: Except for the coyotes.
1: Hearing them howl always creeps me out.
4: (laughs) Well, other than that it's been quiet.
1: So you haven't seen anything?
4: I saw some movement by that truck over there, but that was a while ago. Probably a coyote. If it was a shrieker or a thrasher, we would have known about it.
1: What about a stalker?
4: (sighs) I don't know what those look like, and I don't want to know.
1: After talking to Sawyer, I can't help but to think what else is in those ships. Not the best imagery to fall asleep to.
4: It didn't seem like you had much trouble.
1: The pillow helped.
4: Is that what it was?
1: That, and we had a long day. That's why you really should try.
4: You worried about me?
1: Like you are with me.
4: We sat in silence a while before I got the urge. I had been up all night thinking about it. This probably wasn't the best time, but I needed to finally get this off my chest. We had too many close calls, and how could I not tell her how I feel? Hey, so about-
1: Why didn't you tell me sooner? Tell you what? <sighs> About your feelings.
4: Shit, she beat me to it. You already knew.
1: Not before San Francisco. Not before Scott.
4: I wasn't sure if I should say anything. When? When did it happen? Yeah. I I think it was when I was dating Natalie. That's when I realized. The redhead? Yeah, uh... You and I were in the field more often. Constantly away on boats for weekends at a time. It was one of the things that me and Natalie fought about. Us? Me being away with you. Yeah. (sighs) But it didn't matter. We didn't last.
1: So why not after her? You were dating Dominic. (sighs) Dominic? That lasted like three months. I know. So then...
4: Years passed and my feelings grew. But we were always together. We became friends fast. I like that.
1: Even more reason to say something. No. What? Why?
4: When Natalie and I broke up, it was bad. I'm not friends with any of my exes. That scared me. You and I were close. I didn't want to lose that. There was a chance if we dated and it wouldn't work out, and I didn't want to lose you as a friend. I was scared.
1: (laughs) You scared? You fought a bear with a stick.
4: Sadly, fighting a bear is less scary than telling you about my feelings.
1: Then why kiss me? Because you were drunk?
4: I'd be lying if I say that wasn't part of it. But also, I decided that enough was enough. On our first day in San Fran, I told myself, you gotta tell her. But I didn't realize you and Scott were serious. Oh. So, I waited too long.
1: You did. I wasn't even sure if that kiss was supposed to mean anything. I didn't know you felt that way for so long. Mark, why didn't you tell me all of this sooner?
4: I was actually going to tell you in New York, the night before all this happened.
1: When you were drunk?
4: (laughs) I mean, alcohol helps me.
1: Were you going to kiss me?
4: No, because I know you love Scott. I wouldn't do that, drunk or not. I was just going to tell you how I felt.
1: And why didn't you?
4: guess I didn't drink enough
1: well I'm glad you're telling me now are you yes aren't you
4: kinda if I asked you out earlier let's say after Dominic before Scott would you have said yes yeah oh
1: (laughs) should I have lied just now
4: no no honestly it doesn't change anything it doesn't no because if we dated who knows what would have happened At least, this way, we'll always be friends." She didn't say anything more. Neither did I. A few moments later, she laid her head on my shoulder and shut her eyes. As I sat there looking out at the stalled cars on the broken road, I felt relieved. Maybe years ago I had made the wrong decision, but at least I was here now, with her, helping her. That meant more than anything.
1: We didn't take the interstate. Instead, we took the small two-lane road that ran due west. It was almost noon, and we had decided to rest at the hottest part of the day. The sun was beaming down. All the wetness of the road and dirt had dried up. There are some trees over there. Looks good to me. Okay. How's your leg? Mark? Mark had stopped in the middle of the road. He looked back a moment. Then to me. What's wrong?
4: We, uh, we have company. Creature? No, but we're being followed.
1: I don't see anyone.
4: Let's get to the trees.
1: The area around us right now was clear. Most of the forest we left behind, but there were still stalled cars and large rocks. I didn't see anyone, but I followed Mark, hand hovering over my gun. We rested under the shade, but watched the road. I don't see anyone, Mark.
4: I had a hunch yesterday, especially last night.
1: Thought that was a coyote.
4: Looks like it wasn't. Are you sure? I'm telling you, someone is following us.
1: Think it's more than one person? I don't know. We were acting normal, getting a quick bite to eat and resting.
4: After we finish here, let's jump off the road, get on the other side of this.
1: Mark motioned to the trees. Okay, you ready now?
4: Yeah, sure. Let's go.
1: We move through the small grouping to the other side. We then hid in some brush, waiting. A good five minutes passed before I finally heard movement. We could hear the person approaching. Mark readied his weapon. I readied mine. When we heard the person right in front of the brush, Mark jumped up. Stop! <gasps> Don't shoot, you... Bree, what are you doing here? I, uh, I...
4: Is anyone else following us? Your mother?
1: No, it's just me. Why are you here?
3: I wanted to ask if I could... If I could join you.
1: Join us? What the hell for?
3: I'm tired of being in the woods alone.
1: I thought your mother went looking for your dog.
3: She did. Three weeks ago. She never came back.
1: You've been in the woods by yourself for three weeks? (laughs) Yeah. Jesus.
3: I don't think she's coming back. I told her I would wait.
1: But But it's been a long time.
3: Yeah, and you two are the first people I've seen since. I don't want to leave the cave, but I don't want to wait any longer. But I was also scared to ask.
1: To join us? She nodded. Mark didn't put away his gun yet. He kept scanning the area. But I believe the girl.
3: I think something happened to her. I looked for a long time, but I never wanted to go too far from the cave just in case.
1: Then are you sure you want to leave... It's too late now. Plus, that's a long time, Mark. That's a long time to wait for. Then, like a punch to the gut, I couldn't breathe. Three weeks? Me and Mark had been out on the road for nearly two months. Maybe longer now.
4: Ava, are you
1: okay? I was instantly filled with dread. Was there a limit for Scott? How long would he wait? This wasn't the first time I thought about it. But hearing this girl talk about her mother made me feel sick. I tried to keep it together as the girl stared at me with watery eyes. Ava. What? You alright? Yeah. I'm fine.
3: I have a lot of supplies. More food and clothes. It's why my backpack is so heavy, but I figured we could share.
4: Listen, Bree, We don't know how bad it's going to be in California. We've had a lot of trouble getting to this point.
3: That's okay. I can handle it. I have a gun. And a knife. I can help, really. I know this area well, up until the border.
4: It's dangerous.
3: It's been dangerous. I'm tired of being alone.
4: (sighs) Well, I know what Ava's going to say.
1: Bree, you can come with us, but we keep moving. That's fine. Okay, then. I wondered if Scott thought I was dead. I wondered if he was shuffled off to a quarantine zone with my mom and his sister. How long would he truly wait? How long could he wait? I won't be any trouble, I swear! I nodded and forced a smile. We then jumped back onto the road. I couldn't stop thinking about Scott. Please, don't leave, babe. Give me a little more time. We're almost there.
0: End of All Hope Written by Robert M. Lamb Edited by Isa Yazdazade Starring Hope Ennis as Ava Nick Engelhart as Mark Adam Jetmore as Jay Jack Austin as Ambridge Ariel Hack as Mia Gina Coyle as Kylie Chris Dottoli as Teddy Jody Swenson as Stephanie Catabel as Madison Gareth Thomas as Sammy Crystal Hall as Lane Michael Moman as Roger Evelyn as Brielle and Ian Feller as Hudson Co-starring Justin Alderson Brian Messick Sylvester Jeku Corey Pettit Brett Wilkins Amber Simpson Nora Darling Thane Bowman Joseph Harmon Mark Kuroftis Megan Austin, and Robert M. Lamb. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Eldridge T'Challa of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis and Amberlyn Nicole at YouTube.com slash Amberlynn Nicole. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit www7 for other audio dramas such as this one. This has been a Seven Lamb Production. Pulling up to Mickey D's
4: just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from
1: McDonald's.